went through the heartburn and, and sleepless nights for about a week of making the final decision, like, am I going to cut the umbilical cord from my safety? And am I going to jump? This, this, this is the House Flipping HQ Podcast. Now, let's get flipping with your host, Justin Williams. Hey, hey, what's going on, House Flipping Nation? I hope you guys have had an incredible week. Um, I know we sure have. We just got back from... Utah um, had a great trip seeing friends and family. The circumstances for which we went weren't, um, you know, weren't ideal, but but it was still a lot of fun to be uh, with, with family and loved ones, and had a great week. I'm also extra excited today um, because we have a very special interview. Someone who um, is very. Uh, Near and dear to to my heart, <laughs> um, I am going to be interviewing my father-in-law, Tom Wood. Tom, how are you doing? Great, Justin. How are you? I'm doing excellent, especially because you told me you just got another deal. <laughs> you are a machine. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I think you should take over the podcast from now on and <laughs> and start teaching everyone what's going on. So no, you do a great job. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so I had a little bit of technical difficulties, as is normal for me. I'm not a very techie type person. And, you know, Tom and I were going to do the interview 30 minutes ago, and I had some issues with my recorder and whatnot. So I said, hey, let me call you back. And I, I called him back. I'm apologizing. He's like, oh, don't worry about it. I just got another deal. <laughs> so I'm just like, holy cow, this guy's on fire. So I had my meeting this morning with Vanessa, our acquisitions meeting Tom, and she tells me you got four deals last week. Is that correct? Yes. Holy cow. So four deals last week, um, a couple deals, two or three the week before. I mean, you've probably gotten about 10 deals in the last 30 days around there, right? I mean, you are just on fire. You have moved up the ranks. Sorry, Kel. You've been bumped. Everybody, <laughs> everyone. You're like our number one buyer right now. And that wasn't the case several months ago. So I'm really excited to have you on the podcast today. Um, I, I know we talked about it months ago when you got that first deal, and we just didn't make it happen until now, but I'm even more excited because you are just on fire. I honestly, I don't, we don't talk a ton about it, right? So I don't even know what you're doing. I would like to hear what the heck is going on, but let, we're going to dive into that today. But I want first, let's, let's give everyone a little more of your background. Let them know how you started um, doing real estate, and, and I'm just really excited. So Give us more of your background, and we'll dive into how you got involved in, in real estate. Okay. Well, I, I've been a teacher for 17 years, and I love that. Never thought in a thousand years I would ever be in real estate. I just, I love teaching and just thought I would retire from that. And a few years ago, I made some goals, and then I started realizing that, wait a minute, um, hmm, to hit these goals, teaching income and these goals, are they're not... They don't jive, okay? And I was like, well, but I'm going to make the goals anyway. So I made the goals, and it actually took two or three years for me to realize that I'm going to have to make some changes and and, uh, do some things that I didn't anticipate or expect. And so uh, I'm going to back up just a little bit. So I think several years ago, you know, when The Secret, the book was out, like it was kind of the hot hot book and audio, I think even my Tara. Right, your daughter, my wife, gave right. you the audio or the book or something like that. 
Yeah. And I think it talks about, you know, making goals and stuff like that. I don't remember. It's been exactly. a long time since I've listened to yep. it. Yep. Um, so you made this goal. So that was great. That was step one. Right. But then it just was kind of there, right? It's just this goal. It was just out there. Yep. Um, and we, we, I guess we don't have to say exactly what the goal was, but we'll say it, it was a six figure goal, not quite half a million, but, uh, half of that, <laughs> right. It was around there, like a couple hundred yeah. thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And you, you, not only you're a teacher, but you're a teacher in Utah, which isn't, doesn't get paid as much as like California per se. Okay. So right. I'm just helping everyone kind of get, get an idea of, of what was, what was going on here. So you had this goal, which was a pretty strong goal considering the things you were doing and you had to hope that that would come true. But then you realized, okay, in order to make this come true, I've got to change my current circumstance. Right. Okay. Yep. So let's continue. Yep. And so then I, uh, made a plan to take during the summer to start doing some real estate things, start listening to your podcast, starting attending the seminars and just started to dive into it. And one thing led to another, and I took a, a year's leave of absence from school, which is really scary. So the part of, you know, with my age, and I actually started teaching a little bit older too, but with my age and, you know, not too many years down the road, consider retirement and somebody my age to walk away from education and the opportunity and things were going really well there. It was really, really scary for me. But um, I just realized that, hey, I had to... Every day in class, I would always start out with some kind of a little story or something that would relate to people that had done things that were extraordinary or successful and went for their dreams. And so I was always encouraging my students to go for their dreams, and they can make it happen if they just believed and and went for it. So it's kind of ironic that uh, I was telling my students that, but then my goal was sitting over here, and it's like, nothing's happening. What do I have to do to make this happen? And so... Then I started to take some action to to make that happen, and and uh, anyway, one thing led to the other, and, and that's I love it. That's, so, so you decided, okay, I got to make something happen. You took a year leave of absence, right? And not only did you take a year leave of absence, but I mean, you reside, you live in in Utah, right? Okay, and you thought, okay, I have um, a son because your son does real estate as well, and a son-in-law and and and, and daughter, my wife, right? <laughs> All coming together. Um, who are in real estate, and I know a lot of people make good money in real estate. I know they make good money in real estate. Okay, aha, right? That was your aha moment. And you exactly. Thought, I need to learn from them. But you got up and you you just left every. I mean, you, you took a year off, and not only did you take a year off, but you moved, right? You went and moved yep. in with with your son. Yep. Left my wife, family, everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you left your wife and and you told you know which your your father is there who's who's older. I mean, you were helping take care right. of. Me. You just kind of you made a big sacrifice, is what I'm what I'm saying. And how long how long were you with Tyson? Uh, about three months. So you were with Tyson about three months, and how, how was that? Not not living with Tyson. I know that would be rough. I'm just kidding, Tyson. Um, <laughs> I mean, how was? this learning experience. I mean, you didn't really have a background in real estate before this. I mean, we had talked about, it. I know you tried some stuff out years ago, but you didn't really know how to analyze properties. You didn't really know any of that. So how, how did that go? Um, well, it was kind of like bumping into the walls and, uh, and you know, with no lights on, it's totally dark. I'm just bumping around, <laughs> <laughs> hitting my head on the walls, going back and forth, like, what's going on? What am I doing? You know? And, and, uh, but, 
Janelle Tyson's wife is really good at, uh, you know, comping properties and working numbers. And so she started to show me a few things. And so basically I would just do that, you know, try to learn as much as I could about comping the properties, checking things out in three months, one offer and, and no deals from that. And so I was feeling pretty discouraged and, and yeah, you just quit thinking, your job. You left. I mean, did you ever have a moment of what have I done? I've made the big mistake. <laughs> like, I, go, yeah. Forget the big goal. I just need to go back to security and something. Did you have those doubts? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, serious doubts, you know, I'm, I'm in my fifties and someone, you know, taking a step like this, like what idiot <laughs> <You know? laughs> walks away from a sec- secure job and, and, well, not only that, but I mean, you had people telling you basically you were an idiot, right? I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, your your, your wife was is very supportive. Your your kids, but you had some um, other close family members that were like, "What is going on?" And we love if any of you are listening, we love you all, right? <laughs> but we're just saying this That's is right. the reality. This That's is right. what happens in this or any business. We have people um, telling us, "You're crazy. What are you doing?" Right. And, and right. that makes it right. so much harder to go for our dreams. Right. Um, okay. So three months passed and then basically we were talking and I kind of knew kind of what was going on. And the truth is I, at the time had a different model, um, of buying houses than, 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 than they did. And so I, I felt like there was maybe a better fit for you to come work with me. Um, so we, we had that discussion, right? I don't know if you reached out to me or right. I reached out to you. I think it was just kind of yeah. a mutual thing. We talked about it. And we're like, Let, let's try it out. So you had the joy after living there for three months to come live with us for, for a while, right? <laughs> yep. It was awesome, too. <laughs> how, long, how long was that that you were here, that you stayed with us? Uh, it was it was about not quite two months. Okay. So you moved, you moved in with us. And we, you know, we had an office where Kale and Jordan were working out of, and you would go there every day. How, what, what was that like? Remind me, what, what did you start out doing? Was that different than what you were doing before? Uh, was it all of a sudden easy or was it still hard? Let's, let's talk about that. What did we have you doing during that time? Well, right off the bat, I knew I was going to be on the phones and just on the phones constantly. That would be my day taking phone calls. Uh, you kind of have to know me personally before that because if the phone rang it was like i hated the phone i just would have anyway phones just not my thing Your daughter's the same way yes I know. yeah <laughs> yeah you, you can relate to that and so the realization that i'm going to be on the phones and even making offers and doing deals like that was traumatic but i thought you know i'm gonna to have to learn i'm just gonna to have to go for it i'm just gonna to have to bump into the wall you know, and uh, uh, what you're saying, Justin, that you say all the time, uh, fell forward. Oh, yeah. Fell forward fast. Think fell forward more. fast. Yep. And, and so I I believe that 100%. I'm like, I'm going to fail and I'm going to fail fast. And nice. I'm going to go for it. And I remember it was like the second day or third day on the job or something. And, and uh, the realization of like, the real realization at this point really hit me like, what am I doing? I remember I just got up, went into the bathroom where it was totally quiet. No one was in there and pretty much just had a meltdown, you know, and it was like, wow, either I need to pack up my bags and go home or I've got to make this work. And so I just, anyway, I just had this feeling of peace kind of come over me and I, 
I believe in, you know, prayer and so forth. So part of my prayers and everything. Anyway, after that, I just had this feeling of peace come over me. I went back in and just went for it. And I think either later on that afternoon or the next day, I was able to get a deal. And it just blew my mind. Um, the lady called up and, well, actually, it was a, she called on Sunday. So this was Monday morning. Um, and so I, I got the message, uh, listened to it, I thought, you know, she sounds pretty motivated. And so I called, and she didn't answer. I, I left a message, and then during lunch, uh, I took a lunch break, and then Jordan was on the phones when I was taking a lunch break. And she called back, and he talked to her, ran the numbers, and said, hey, yeah, the lady you left a message with had called back, but the numbers don't work, and it's, it's not a deal. But when I had listened to the message, I, you know, there was something there that I thought, well, hmm. So I thought, well, I'll give her a call back. So I called her back, and when I called her back, I realized right off the bat, I don't know what the numbers are, but this lady is motivated. And so I just like, okay, I'm going to make an appointment. I'll be there tomorrow, and I'll come and see your house. So in between, so that was uh, around, I think, 2 o'clock when I finally got a hold of her. And so... Uh, we, or uh, Kale helped me comp the property. We started looking at things, figured out what our our maximum offer could be, and maybe what the repairs would be. But we were still pretty unsure until we went and checked out the property. But anyway, so I just as quick as I could get get there, I just scheduled the appointment as fast as I could go, and said I'll be there as soon as you you know. I didn't sound desperate on the phone, but I just like I got to get there. Yeah. And so I got there as quick as I could the next morning. It was like 9 o'clock in the morning. Had to drive out uh, towards L.A. And, and met with her and realized this is a deal. She's motivated, and I think it's going to work. Still wasn't sure, so came back to the office. We did the numbers, and her we were about, well, about 80000 off of what she initially asked for. Mm-hmm. So we came back and... Uh, we looked at the numbers, and so I called her back and said, well, this is, you know, what we can do. She negotiated with me just a little bit, and then she says, accepted the offer. That's awesome. I was blown away. You're like, oh, it can really happen, right? <laughs> it can really happen, yeah. <laughs> but I had to have that meltdown first. It was just crazy. Yeah, that's in- that meltdown to cause you to really say, okay, I'm going to give it my all, right? Am I right. Yep. push forward? Now, yep. I know you mentioned a few days, but correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, you were staying with us for quite a while before you got that first deal, correct? How long was that? Well, it was it was the second week, I think. Okay, so it was a couple. It was a couple of weeks. Yeah, or thereabout. Because yeah. yeah. I mean, I do yeah. recall several days. You know, it being kind of like, I mean, you know, you come home and I knew you were working hard, but it was hard. Like we wanted to talk, but I didn't want to be like, how to go today? No more deals. No deals today again. Nice, <laughs> right? I mean. Right. I remember that, right? And I don't think right. it was like just a couple of days. I think it took a couple of weeks and you were I mean you were on the phones. You were calling every day. You were doing something that you hate doing. I remember when Kale did a short little mini interview with you after you got that first deal, you were talking about how people were calling you names that you wouldn't want your mother to hear or something <laughs> like right. I mean Yeah, yeah. So it's not that was really tough for you, but you you hung with it. I mean I remember one day going to lunch with you and when Tammy, your wife, was down visiting, and I just wanted to know, okay, so what's going on? So how many um, 
how many sellers have you talked to today? And I think you're, and I was expecting to hear 10, 20, whatever, and this morning, and oh, none so far. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I don't know if it was after that you had your meltdown or what, but you just decided, okay, I'm just going to just gonna do it. I'm going to take the action. I'm going to fail forward fast. I'm going to stop worrying about the end result and do the things that these guys are telling me I need to do, and I'm going to make it happen. And Exactly. Got that first deal. So what did that first deal do for you? Do you think you would have lasted much longer if you didn't get that first deal? I I would have kept going, yeah. Cool. Because you, you didn't have a job anyway, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's like, you know, I burned the bridge kind of, you know, and I was like, I'm going to do this or else I'm going to be a greeter at Walmart. Exactly. And, you know, it, yeah, I was I was committed at that point. And that's what was so scary, you know. I mean, wow. Yeah. Dealing dealing with that, but anyway, what was the question? Sorry. You went all in. No, no, no. I was just trying to give everyone an idea that you, yeah, you were here for a while, and um, it seemed like a long time. And I guess a couple weeks in hindsight doesn't seem very long, but every single day when you're getting in there, it seems like a long time, right? Especially after you had been going for three months solid, um, yeah. and not got an idea. So, well, yeah, just just kind of go back to that. I mean, I think before it was probably pretty close to 125, maybe even 150 phone calls before I got the first deal. Wow. So that kind of gives a little bit better perspective. And, you know, it was, there were a lot of phone calls before that first deal came in. So how did you feel after you got that first deal? Like what, yeah, tell us about, let's continue the story from there. You got your first deal and then what happened from there? Well, um, I mean, it still wasn't easy. It's still just going for it. Um, still answering phones, uh, you know, it, and then uh, a gentleman called up and um, said he had a property that he wanted to sell, and so we comped it, and I looked at the numbers, and I thought, well, it's, it's close, but not, not a deal, but again, we, I, we just made the offer and said we'll come out and look at it, and uh, when we got there, actually, Kel went out. I, had to, I wasn't able to go to the appointment at that time, and he went out. It was a little bit rougher than we planned, and so we made him uh, even kind of countered our own offer, if you will, and and dropped it, and and he accepted it. Awesome. So, um, you know, I, it it's it became kind of uh, you know looking for what motivates the person, what is it that you hear in their voice, and then understanding the numbers to realize that you know there's some, a possibility here, and and so we. We went right out to his property and checked it out. I think that also was maybe the next day, and and it turned out to be a, a deal. If you didn't but, understand deal analysis and how to analyze <laughs> deals, do you think you would be getting any of these houses you've been getting? Well, the, any person that called, I thought it was a deal at first. Yep, I remember that. Yep. <laughs> you know, they would call up and say, "I've got a two million dollar home, you know, and it's worth hundred thousand And I'd like, "That's a deal," you know. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so I had to work really hard on the numbers and I, I would just study them a lot. I remember, you know, uh, before we started working together with, with Tyson, I mean, I spent hours, maybe 15 hours, uh, analyzing a property and I did everything and I went through it upside and that actually taught me a lot. And then I started to apply some of that to, uh, the numbers I was looking at and that started to help me. I still was very rough and kind of sketchy on my numbers and understanding values, but it was, it was starting to make a little progress, but you know, and when I connected that with understanding 
hearing someone's voice that they're motivated, you know, then those two things started to come together and, and help me to find the deals. So how, how long has it been now since you've been in real estate? How long has it been since you've been doing this full time with us? Or I mean, total, including with Tyson. Well, basically, I mean, 10 months, almost a year, really. Okay, so not even a year yet. So it's been not, not, not quite a year. Yeah, it's been 10 months. It took you three and a half months, we'll say, to get your first deal. Um, then for several months, yeah, about is, that, four, is that accurate? Oh, about four actually, months? Okay, about four months. I was thinking four months. Four months I was yeah, four, four months, months to okay. get me. Yeah. So about four months to get your first deal. And then after that, it took you a while to get another one, but you got it. It wasn't four months. It wasn't even a month. It was more like a couple of weeks or something like that, if I'm, right. if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yep. Um, kind of some ups and downs. And now you're just on yep. fire. You're getting deals every week. You're kind of in your niche. You're in your zone. You know the numbers. You know the farm area. Tell us, has there been a snowball effect? Yeah, as I, well, to answer that question, so I also had another really interesting experience. This happened about a month ago. Kind of another, uh, like, okay, real estate, this is going to be my career. Um, And so I I had to uh, make a a determination on the uh, year leave from school and actually let them know if I'm going to resign or not. And so... So you have one, year, one year hiatus you could take and still yeah, come back yeah. and get all your retirement benefits and everything. Everything back, guaranteed job, everything. And I remember what, what I was actually going to talk about this. So I'm going to jump back and then I'll let you say what I think you're going to say. Okay. All right. Um, you sent me an email, not last week, but the week before, saying, Hey, can we talk? And I said, Sure. And I gave you a call and I was on my way somewhere. And um, you told me, you said, I have to let these guys know if I'm going to take my permanent leave. And so we had this conversation and I didn't tell you what you should do. Right. Right. But I just gave you like some feedback and, and let you come up with your own decision. Um, and so last week you made that decision. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. So go ahead. And, and so that at that time I was like, Oh, you know, to, to really hit the dream and to, you know, support my family and, and, uh, to make this really work. I, I really need to know how to do this, and I, I, I need to really focus and, and get going. And so went through the heartburn and, and sleepless nights for about a week of making the final decision, like, am I going to cut the umbilical cord from my safety, Holy and God. am I going to jump? You know, and of course, I'd already jumped somewhat, but I, but I had the parachute, and I was floating on this parachute, if you will, you know. So anyway, so I made the decision. De- determination that yeah we're gonna go for it with my wife too and my wife she's been she's awesome very supportive but it, she just kept telling me this has to be your decision and so you know finally made the decision and she agreed with it and and we're going for it and about that same time I had this thought it was actually kind of in a dream and in the dream the thought just kind of came to me like just focus on one thing and so, and the feeling was that I should just focus on income. So I like, okay, that's actually pretty interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, um, that was, I can't remember if it was over the weekend, but anyway, that week that that, that occurred, I realized all I'm going to do is I made a list and I read the book, uh, Four Disciplines of Execution, which is excellent by Sean Covey. Um, and um, Mr. Chesney, I can't remember his first name, but anyway. Uh, and so I just realized I made a list 
And each, I made a goal that I'm going to make for the month, 40 offers. Anyway, these numbers may, may not be right, but anyway, two and a half offers that week. And I'm not going to do anything else. I won't sleep, nothing, eat until I get two and a half. Two or 10? Two and a half. Offers that, that week. I was, whatever it takes, I'm going to make two and a half offers. So I just focused on making offers and nothing else. Just go as fast as I can, find something, make an offer, and then just keep moving. Okay. Well, it worked out that I actually made five offers that week. And the beginning of the next week, I got a deal. And so I'm, I'm thinking, wow, that was pretty cool. So I'm thinking if I made five, can I make 10 this week now that I'm more focused? Awesome. I've got a week behind me. So I made that week. I just went for it, and I was going as fast as I could, and Friday came, and I'd only had, I think I made eight offers, and Saturday rolled around, and I had some commitments on Saturday, so I just worked during Saturday in between my commitments to get things done. And, and I remember towards the end of the day, I'm like, oh, I'm one offer short. So I kept working, finally got another offer in, and actually I was able to make two more offers. I think I made three offers on that Saturday, so I ended up making 11 offers that week. And so I got another deal. I think I got two deals that week. Anyway, so the next week I'm like, okay, I've got to make 10 offers again this week. So I just started doing that, and so now this is the fourth week. And things just started to roll in. Things just started to happen. Um, It was amazing. And I was just, I mean, I got two deals in one day last Monday. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. I'm loving this. It was so cool. So anyway. No, that's great. So you had your, you know, KPIs, your key performance indicators. You kind of dialed those in. You knew how to analyze properties. You now knew what you were looking for. Because I knew. Right. There was a time where you were set all kinds of properties of like, no, no, don't focus on that. Don't fo- fo- focus on this, right? Right. And it feels like that's what you started to do. You stopped, you know, having the, um, the you know, the shiny, what's it called when you like see the shiny light or the, the dangling whatever. And, right. oh, yep. you know, it's like, the just bling focus. Bling. <laughs> you know, I, I think I told you what my mentor told me when he said, Focus, focus will make you rich. <laughs> that was his one liner. Like, okay, yes, sir. Because <laughs> um, there's a million ways to make a million dollars, but we can't do them all. If we try right. to do more than one at a time, we're not going to do anything. So, right. you really focused in, and you. I love that you focused on. Well, you, you didn't. Men- you mentioned you focused on income, but we didn't get to that. But I think I know what you're going to say about that. You focused on income or an actual. It has to be measurable, right? I mean, exactly. It's great to say I'm going to work hard this week. But how do I measure that when it becomes Saturday and I've got things to do and I'm tired and like, it's like, okay, I worked hard, done. You know, you got to have something measurable. So tell us about the, you made an income goal, didn't you? I did. I made an income goal, but the goal was like, you know, how do you hit that? And the reality was that I had to do uh, activities or tasks that, would achieve that goal. I didn't know exactly how I was going to make that. I actually thought to hit that goal was going to take me another eight or nine months to hit the goal that I had. So I made a month. So I had this large goal that we talked about earlier. Uh-huh. And my wife, I was working on my goals one day, and she said, "Like, yeah, what's your what's your goal again?" And I told her, "She says, well, that's that's kind of ridiculous. You you need to make it manageable." And so, I, oh. So I broke it down into a one-month goal. All I'm going to do is just try to hit this goal this month. And then I realized that I needed not 
necessarily, I'm not going for the money, but I'm just going to go for activities. In this case, my activity was making offers. Yeah. Okay. Got it. I'm just going to make offers. And then the offer should start to bring in the money, which has been the result and, and worked out really well. So, you know, when we were at your house last week, you know, we did a little little scavenger hunt, right? Which yeah, yeah. that was our kind of our way. I like to, you know, take care of people who are working hard and making things happen. And you've been getting so many deals that we gave you a little bonus. So it was kind of fun. You were able to, you know, walk around the house and there were little hints about, um, you know, things that you've done in, in real estate and you had to go to the next clue, the next clue. And there's like a hundred dollar bill at each one. And then there was a bigger pile of money at the end. Right. So right. When you read the card that we gave, you got a little you know, choked up and you talked about how you wanted to reach this goal by the end of the year. Exactly. And this month, sounds like you'll reach it. This month, I'm on target to hit it. That's amazing. And so I'm, I'm what is that, eight months ahead of my schedule. And with that little <laughs> bonus, you're going to really hit it. You're going to oh, no. hit it. Yes, your little scavenger hunt was one of the greatest days of my life. <laughs> well, it, was, it was awesome. It was a great one of the greatest days of our life too. You know, it's, uh, I believe in memorializing events and things, and for us, just seeing how far you've come and the example that you've been, you know, to us and your your other kids and your grandkids of having a dream and going for it and not feeling like oh, I'm too old, oh, it's too late. I mean, that is inspiring. You know, regardless of anything I've achieved, whatever. But seeing someone like you who, who's – it's not your thing to just pick up the phone and, um, you know, you're a little, little more reserved than maybe some others in some ways. But for you to not let anything hold you back, to leave your, your home, um, you know, your, your incredible wife for a while, not, not permanently, just for a little bit. You're back with her now. I just saw her in the background. And, and regardless of what other people, including um, – some people were very important to you. We're saying, can't believe you're doing this. You're, what are you doing? You're, you know, wasting your, <laughs> and you did it anyway, because you knew in your heart that you, this is something you had to go for. Um, anyway, just, we talk about it all the time and we're super proud of you. So, so tell us, there are a couple things. Um, first off, before I get into that, you know, this, this past week, you're, your sister passed away, right? A, a week from yesterday. So I'm right. incredibly yes. sorry for your loss. I'm Tara's aunt and, um, you know, Jeanette, amazing person, uh, still is. How did you get, I mean, you spoke at this funeral. You did an incredible job, incredibly inspiring. Some of the things you talked about, wish we had more time. We'll go into that in more detail, but <laughs> for, for another episode, right? Um, I mean, this kind of, this is tough for you to hear, Right. Right. You still got four deals last week. I mean, how did you manage to do that? First off, what would this have been like if you had your regular job and you're, you know, with with the funeral and everything going on? What would the difference have been? And then you were still able to get all those deals. How, how, tell us a little more about that. Well, first off, I guess I love working from home. Um, I can get up early and work and you know, if I have some things that I need to go do, an errand or whatever. So that's kind of, you know, with the week that happened with the passing of my sister, you know, obviously not anticipated as well. But uh, so in between things, I would uh, come do a few things here and there and just try to keep 
the momentum going whenever I could and as much as I could, um, even though, you know, that took last Friday off completely. But Saturday I got up early and did a couple things. And, you know, so I, I the flexibility to squeeze things in between and try to find time to work and and just keep the ball rolling was, was very helpful for me. I remember when we talked a couple of weeks ago and you were kind of asking me, you wanted to hear my opinion, even though you were going to make your own choice, you wanted to kind of hear my opinion, but also like where I felt like things were going with you and the company. And um, my main thing for you was, I, to be honest, Tom, I thought you were you know doing it because you could make a bigger income, but I didn't know that you really liked it. <laughs> Just being honest. I mean, think about it. I mean, every single day calling people. So what excited me the most after we got off the phone and I kept saying to Tara was, I didn't realize how much because your dad like because you told me that you love what you do. You love basically, even though you you work with me, you kind of work for yourself. I'm not there telling you what time to be here and what to do. And tell us about that. I mean, you said you love that, right? And you told me a quote. You said something about a quote you you read that said, "When you're doing what you love doing, then it's I don't know." Tell us about that. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the quote is. Make a goal that's so inspiring that you want to wake up in the morning and just go for it, that you have enthusiasm and you're so excited for the day to go after and, and it achieve your feel goal. Like work. It's not even like that's, you're working. So right, just... right. You just love it. And so I actually printed that goal out and then put it on my desk here and had it sitting on the desk um, for several weeks. And I'd think about that. And, you know, the night before I go to bed, the night before or in the morning, whatever, I would wake up and think to myself, is this inspiring? Am I living my dreams? Am I doing what I want to? And that became motivating. And so it wasn't, wasn't difficult to spend a lot of hours, you know, on the internet searching, making offers, talking to agents, uh, whatever I had to do to, to do it because it was, it was exciting. It was exhilarating. I love the fact that I could just get up and, and basically walk into the other room and, and start making money. <laughs> I love that. You know, I, I just listened to an interview with, with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he was talking about, you know, when he was you know doing all his bodybuilding and stuff, it's not that he necessarily loved, you know, doing another 200 sit-ups, but he, he had this goal and this vision, which I could see that you have the same thing, and he, he was excited to do it because he knew it, that that was going to get him one step closer to his dream. And although I don't think you like it when you're called names on the phone... Right, I don't think you love. So you, right. you may not love every single moment of every single part of your day, but that challenge and that vision and the opportunity and knowing what you can do and kind of create your own schedule and be flexible, I think that's the part that you that you love. Yeah, and you know, at first I I would be frozen with the fear of like, oh no, rejection, you know, but now it's it's like rejection schmection because I am going to get a deal today and this is fun and I'm after awesome. it and who cares about that rejection you know that. and the mindset is so powerful in this business because I see so many people where they can't handle the rejection they would rather do nothing for a year and have no rejection but have no possibility of making any money or accomplishing any goal as long as they don't have to have any potential rejection along the way it's it's an incredible phenomenon yeah. to me Right. Yeah, yeah. It, it is a mental block that you have to work through for sure. Tell me about in your office. I saw two things that stood out to me. I saw a sign that said, 
Um, you're probably looking at it right now. It said something <laughs> like a thousand, and you had four. T- tell us about that. Well, um, I'm going to throw one, another one in too, if I can. Okay. When uh, the very first day when I came to San Clemente and, and went to the office, that I realized that I needed something that would motivate me uh, when it when it's difficult. So um, I went to Walmart and I bought a bunch of post-it notes, kind of longer ones that look like the shape of a dollar bill, if you will. And I bought a thousand of them, and then I just stacked them on the desk, which you know it's, it's probably a five-inch stack of these uh, post-it notes to make a thousand, maybe six-inch stack. Then I put it right next to my computer. So during the day, all I would do is just try if I was feeling like, wow, this is hard or frustrated or whatever, then I would look at the stack of post-it notes and just in my mind envision $1,000 just sitting right there. And then I just started to put in my mind, you know what? The next phone call that comes in could be 1,000 bills right there. And actually maybe more. Yeah. Maybe okay. maybe double that or, yeah. or maybe a lot more than that. But I had to start with a number that was easy, and the thousand dollars was easy, and so that that really helped me. So when the call come in, and, and like, oh man, that was a rough call, or whatever, or I was nervous, you know, I would look at that, and that would that would kind of help me calm down and realize, hey, the next call is cash. It's money. It's it's when the phone rings, it's like the lotto. I mean, I'm going to win a thousand bucks. Win the lotto for free, right? The lotto for free. Because we yeah. don't gamble, so uh, if, yeah, if we don't gamble for free, then it's not gambling. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> have That's lose. right. So you know, the next phone call is going to be that lucky one. So that started helping me, and then uh, as I was really trying to figure out how to, you know, mark not necessarily market, but how to make things happen, I just realized that you know the uh, Ben Franklin, not Ben Franklin, but Thomas Edison, you know the thousand. He made a thousand errors to get the light bulb to work, or, or yeah. you know, I mean, he went through a thousand trials, and so I t- I wrote a thousand, printed out on my computer, big and bold, and put it on my wall, and realized that if it takes me a thousand different techniques, strategies, marketing efforts, whatever, then if I'm at ninety nine and I need to do one more, maybe that's when I'm going to hit the system that works and I'm going to start rolling and, and make it work. And so ironically, I've only done four things out of those thousand, but it, it's starting to roll a little bit. It's starting to work. That's amazing. So you've only done four and it's like, I love that because you're just focused on that number rather than the errors or the things, the failures, right? You're right. Focused on what's going to get you there. Right. And that's, that's all that matters. So Yep. That's amazing. So one other thing you have, you had a, a big marshmallow oh, yeah. up on your desk. <laughs> Tell us about the marshmallow. <laughs> That's a little bit longer story, but if you're okay with it. Let's do it. So they uh, conducted an experiment, I believe it was, was in the 60s. So anyway, they had little children, four, five, six years old, seven in that range. And the experiment was uh, they would set the children in a, in a room and then they would come in and set a marshmallow in front of them and said that if they waited for 15 minutes, then they could get two marshmallows. And so the concept was if the kids could just sit there, they could eat the marshmallow if they wanted to, it was fine. 
or if, but if they waited, they could get two. And you maybe have heard this experiment. Uh, it's pretty famous. They studied the kids that ate the marshmallows that couldn't wait, and they studied the, the children that waited. And they analyzed the children that waited and watched them, and they actually followed them for, since this is in the 60s, for 30, 40 years. And they realized that the children that waited and that did not eat the marshmallow were actually very successful in life. And they basically attribute it to the fact that the children had techniques to uh, divert their energy and their, their desire to eat the marshmallow. They realized that children that, that did not eat the marshmallow would sing like Sesame, Seat, Sesame Street songs. They would look under the table. They would not look at the marshmallow. So in other words, the concept that they really prove from the marshmallow theory is that you need to control your mind and not focus on the marshmallow. The kids that stared at the marshmallow would fail. So basically, if we stare or focus on our our errors, our problems, our mistakes, it, you know, our mind is going to go that direction. So if we control our mind and we have ways to, you know, find success and develop success in our mind and strategies to do that, then we'll be successful. Well, they knew that if they just waited a certain amount of time, they would get the prize. Right, right. In real estate or other things, you know, we do the biggest flipping failure challenge in our program. And the whole goal is to do the things that I know from all the experience I've seen will cause people to have success. The KPIs, the KP performance indicators that you're talking about, the how many offers do you need to make, which means how many people do you need to call, which means how many mark, how much marketing you need to send out, right? If you just focus on those things instead of, I know some people that think in a month, I'm going to make, you know, $50,000. And it's just, they focus on that so much when it doesn't happen, they feel like a failure and they quit and blah, 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 you know. But if you focus on the things that will get you there, then you'll eventually get the prize. But if you just focus on the prize and don't get it right when you hope, I mean, I've always believed, or I want to say known, that I would end up being financially free, you know, a million, whatever you want to call it, right? Um, it didn't come as soon as I thought. You, know, I mean, you remember that first summer? <laughs> yeah. You guys were helping us haul stuff out of our house to, to move to Bakersfield, yeah. to go move in with a bunch yeah. of other people and try to get ourselves out of debt. And, um, you know, if I would have given up then instead of just focused on the next steps, then I don't know where I would be, right? I'd probably be yep. living with you. <laughs> so I, well, I love you, that. You've worked hard, Justin, and, and you've applied the, the marshmallow principle. You know, you were diligent, you worked hard, you, you were able to control your emotions, wait, be patient, work hard, and, and the results, you know, came. I would always tell myself, you know, do I have shelter over my head? Do I have food on my table? And is my family being taken care of? And as long as we had that and love, then I was like, okay, then I'm, then I'm wealthy, right? And right. the financial part will, will eventually come. There are other people out there who can do it. Um, I can do it as well. So um, anyway, I just love, love seeing you know, what, what you've accomplished. I've, I've got a couple more questions for you, um, and then we'll sign off. How, how do you manage your time? I mean, you're getting all these deals, like what, more or less, like what time do you wake up? How are some of the s strategies used to, to get you the success you've gotten? Well, I, I, um, uh, I like to start around six thirty in the morning. Um, not necessarily working, but I will usually get up and kind of have a minute of devotion or prayer or whatever you want to call it, you know? Well, I, and, I love that you say that. I just read a book called Essentialism and he talks about spending half an hour 
in the morning to study. It could be, I mean, he talks about, it could be, you know, the, the, the Bible or he even mentions, you know, the uh, several other books um, that you could study in the morning book of scripture, or it could just be a, a classic, but something that has withstood the test of time to kind of keep you grounded and just to not just focus on going, I don't know, it just kind of keeps you grounded and centered. So anyway, I, I like that you right. start out that way and I try to do the same thing. Yeah, I start with that, and then I actually have set up some. I they're flashcards, really, and but they're they're motivational um, statements, quotes, scriptures. I have a bunch of scriptures in there, and then I have business people that have had their quotes that are you know strong and powerful. And so each morning, I will go through those, and and by now, you know, it's been just a few months actually, but I memorized most of those scriptures and those quotes. And so when the flashcards come, comes up, it'll have the scripture reference and I'll just quote the scripture to myself and I'll do those as fast as I can in the morning. And then I'm off and reading email, checking emails for deals or whatever, and then start my day. And and then I, I just go, but I always have that in the morning. I try to do that every morning without fail and that to go through those, you know, how to avoid failure or and success and who's on my side, you know, and who's going to help me that day. And am I, do I have gratitude and appreciation for what I'm doing? All those things combine. And as I think about that in the morning and then it really sets me up for the day and then I just go. Don't you think, isn't it easy to get distracted working from home? I mean, no one's telling you what to do. You know, Tammy, I, she was, I see her, you know, even at the door right now, peeking her head around the door. <laughs> uh, like... How do you not keep from getting distracted? Well, at first it was like, hey, I'm working at home. This is awesome. I remember I went outside and just walked around and looked around like, hey, it's the middle of the day. I'm at home. (laughs) This is awesome. And at first, you know, I kind of like didn't use my time quite as well as I should have the first maybe week or whatever. But I I was started, I was learning, you know, and then, but now it's not a problem at all. I mean, I would rather you know, be doing, I would rather be working than just about anything else. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it, well, during that, that time when you're supposed to be when, uh, during those focused hours, right. right and I'm right. kind of the same way. Like I wake up, but I'm ready to go. And I know a lot of people who they struggle with that. And I think you just, you have to do it and make it a habit. And it kind of starts to over time sink in. And like you said, you yeah. got to love it. If you love it, yeah. then, then you'll do yeah. it. Yeah. So, that dream. Um, Okay, I've got what two more questions for you. What is the what do you think the importance of having a good team and a good mentor is in this business? Oh man, that is huge. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be doing any of what I'm doing, and I would be at Walmart right now, the door greeter, <laughs> without uh, the team you know that you put together and extremely good mentors um i mean not only you know just the mentors that you work with in in the team but you know good people around you that uh, just inspire you and help you and you know when you have a bad day you just need sometimes a sounding board a person you know my wife is so good she is you know she's my mentor too and so anyway that that team together counselors right counselors yeah yeah (laughs) So, you know, altogether, that, that is huge. And, and one thing that really helped me, too, is that uh, Vanessa, um, 
I was getting deals and they weren't uh, quite as good as they should be. And so Vanessa took some time and did some training with me. And that turned the corner for me too because she showed me a few things that, that made a difference. And as soon as I understood that, that really helped. And I mean, kind of uh, gave me wings, if you will. I, I just started to fly because I could go and just see and understand. And when I saw something that fit the criteria and the, that uh, maybe would work, is like, okay. I, you know, I'm a very strong believer that the difference between small success and huge success is about this much. And for those of you who don't, none of you can see, but I'm holding like about an <laughs> inch with my fingers. It's really the, there's a book even called The Slight Edge, right? Just that slight edge can increase your success by 10 times or more. Um, by just recognizing one small thing that you can do better on each offer, or each deal, or how it makes sense will increase dramatically um, the, the amount of deals you're, you're able to do. It's like, you know, and there's this exponential growth that comes because of that. So, Tom, you've been awesome. Thank you so much for all your time. Um, can you give us some parting words, any final words of inspiration for anyone who is trying, wants to get involved in this business, wants to get their feet off the ground, just hasn't, maybe they're a little nervous, haven't quite taken that step, or anyone who's in the business that just wants to you know, take it to the next level? What, what final words of inspiration can you give? Well, um, I guess just maybe one. It, you know, I believe in the grand scheme of things. And I believe, you know, as humans, we weren't placed here to fail. And that's actually one of my, my little uh, flashcards I look at. And I, I read that every day that I believe that life is, is meant to be more. And, um, yeah, we, we were not placed here to fail. We are, we are here to succeed and enjoy life and our families and, and uh, just have a, a good experience. And move, you know, and, and whatever that takes, you know. And for me, doing this is part of what I felt was very important for me to to uh, fulfill myself with, I guess, and, and take care of my family. And so, altogether, it, it's one step more for me to, to take and, and to move in this direction. And so, real estate has become the vehicle for that. And, and that's why I, you know, I love getting up in the morning and just going for it and... and I am really enjoying the real estate side of things and, and, uh, you know, but I, I have, uh, you know, previous experiences too, that I I'm bringing in dealing with people and how to work with people and has really helped me a lot too. So, you know, everything you can do to sharpen any skill in your life, you don't know what you've done or you will do that will, sharpen some skill in your personality or your abilities to open a door for you that you have no idea that will, will come along. And so, you know, even going back and learning how to use Excel and, and uh, so I'm not afraid of Excel or, you know, things like that and be able to use Excel. I use Excel a lot. That actually helps me in, in what I do. But, you know, just finding little things to develop in your life and in your personality to help so when the door comes, the opportunity is there. You can open it and, and go as fast as you can. Or maybe just jump in and have to develop those skills along the way. But either way, you know. Use what you got. Use, yep. Use what yep. your mama gave you. <laughs> and go with it. I mean, yep. and it's so true. I see there's two kinds of people. One person will 
to say, okay, this is what I have and this is what I have to work with and I'm going to make it work. And another group will say, this is what's wrong and this is why it won't work. Exactly. And they're both right. Yep. You know? Yep. Well, Tom, you gave me chills. Um, Those are some incredible words you gave. And, you know, not to keep going backwards, but when we were there this past week, I don't know. I mean, even with what happened, the tragedy that happened, we, I don't want to call it a tragedy because I know it's a, it's a happy thing. And I know your sister was, was sick and everything, but, um, we saw a glow in you. Tara and I keep talking about it. You were, I don't want to say a different person because you've always been an amazing person, but there was a level of confidence that you were carrying yourself with and just a glow. And you seemed excited about life even more. So you've always have, but even more. And I don't, you've been a great inspiration to us. So, uh, um, this business is more than just making that money, right? It's about, it is. Yeah. it's about overcoming obstacles and challenges and, and facing things that fears that, um, you know, we may not have known existed before and getting out of our comfort zone. And yep. you, you have exemplified that. So, you know, I thank you for that so much. And I'm excited for all the trips we're going to be able to go on in the future. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited too. Awesome. Well, right. I appreciate the time together and, and your programs are awesome, Justin. And, uh, you have, you have it dialed in, you know, for people like me that, uh, need a mentor that needs someone to help us and bring us along, you know, what you have and your systems and your videos and all your materials. It's awesome. And it's super helpful. And, you know, I wouldn't be here today without it. Well, seeing, you know, success like you and what, what you've accomplished, you know, makes it, makes it all worth it. So actually speaking of, um, you know, let's do a quick little plug here for the seminar. I uh, go to housewomenhq.com slash seminar and you can sign up you you're gonna make it right you'll be there i'll be there yeah tom will be there if you want to grab lunch with him or just uh you know talk to him and ask some questions uh while he's there housefromhq.com slash seminar it is on may 9th and tom will be there i'll be there andy's gonna be there all kinds of people are gonna be there and it's gonna be an incredible seminar so all right tom we will let you go thank you so much have a great week and we will see everybody on the flip side Bye-bye. This has been the House Flipping HQ podcast. Your, your ultimate house flipping resource for intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom. Check out amazing tutorials, blogs, how-tos, and other inspiring podcasts with house flipping experts at houseflippinghq.com. Houseflippinghq.com.